AMSU. This is John Girdwood from the Work-Life Office. I want to give a little preface to this episode because there are a few things that we talked about outside of the recording. So before and after we were recording, uh, we talked about these things. There are two. The first one is the Community Volunteers for International Programs needs more volunteers. So if you're interested in volunteering to support that effort and welcome some international students, scholars, staff, and faculty to MSU, give CVIP a call or an email. Again, CVIP stands for Community Volunteers for International Programs. They have three specific programs that I wrote down here. I'm sure they have much more. Check out their website. Um, The three that I wrote down were the International Friendship Program, which is like a peer-to-peer mentorship program where it's a social support. Then they have the International Spouse Connection. Um, You know, a lot of spouses come over with their significant others, husbands, families, whatever, and uh, they're not, you know, working or studying at MSU, and so they need some uh, social support and connections. That's the International Spouse Connection Program. Uh, Another part of CVIP is the International Student Lending Center. I've talked to a few postdocs that have really benefited from this, and that's where um, there are housewares and other items that some international folks can um, go to. It's almost like a a thrift store or a consignment store, but it's really nice quality items. So those individuals can go there and get their um, living situation all kind of suited up and decorated. So again, Community Volunteers for International Programs, CVIP at Michigan State looking for more volunteers and support so contact them and the second thing I wanted to mention was um, child care support for international spouses you know in a prior episode we talked to Liz Lauren and Lori Linskett and we were at the Spartan Childhood Development Center and in that episode we talked a lot about the need for parents to get on the wait list to get child care in East Lansing and the surrounding areas, well, that's not so easy to do for uh, international folks who come here to MSU to work and study. So if uh, someone is here in the United States and is doing some family planning, thinking about having kids, and as we mentioned in that prior episode, get on the wait list even before the pregnancy, you know, that's a smart move, and then you can get into child care once uh, the family has the child and the child's a newborn, and then the slots open up, and the wait list is shorter. But if someone's an international newcomer, you know, they come over here, it's their first week on uh, United States soil, and um, they have kids, and they're looking to get child care, they look at those wait lists. The first 10, 12 places they call have wait lists, you know, 50 kids deep, and um, they're out of options. And so we talked about that outside of this recorded episode that difficulty um, needing to access childcare for international newcomers and how much of a challenge and a barrier that is. Uh, So I want you to think about those two things um, as you listen to this episode. The need for volunteers for the Community Volunteers for International Programs um, effort and also the challenges faced by international newcomers that can't be you know, summed up in a 30-minute podcast. So there's many more things we talked about outside of these 30 minutes, child care included. Um, And then we tried to get as much as we could inside these 30 minutes for this podcast episode. So hope you enjoy it. You learn a little bit about the experience of international newcomers. And uh, I plan to do many more of these. So this is just your first 
taste of uh, chat with international newcomers. Enjoy. Good morning and welcome to another edition of the Work Life Podcast. This is a special edition for a couple reasons. This is the most people that I've had on a podcast so far. Uh, we have four guests today and one host. And usually we have like one guest or two, but now we have four. So this is great. I'm going to have to get really good at moving the microphones around. But we are sitting here today at the Friendship House, and that is on Sever Road. Did I say it correctly? Sever? Sever. Sever Road, which is right off of Harrison, uh, just north of Trowbridge. And I'd never been here, um, but I feel very welcome, and we're sitting right by a rip-roaring fire. It's very warm in here, and I appreciate that. I'm sitting here with four individuals from left to right. Let's see if I can get this correct. Laura, Joy, Sandra, and Livia. I got everyone correct? Sandra, I'm going to start with you because you work here, right? So tell me where we're at. We're at Friendship House, and what is Friendship House, and uh, what do you do here? Well, I'm the assistant to the director, and I've been working here for six months. But I found Friendship House in my first week here in East Lansing when I arrived from Puerto Rico. And what is Friendship House? Friendship House is a home far away from your home. It's a place for internationals. And we feel very welcoming here from the Americans. We learn many things. We make uh, friends. And we receive support in different ways with the language, with the culture, because uh, most of the internationals, they have a lot of education. They are highly educated. But the English that you learn in uh, universities, it's different. Uh, it's a huge gap between the college English and the real English. And we have a lot of problems, for example, in simple things like going to buy sh- um, groceries or when we need to call somebody by the phone. It's uh, very challenging. And additionally, because we don't know many places and how the culture, American culture works, here is the perfect place because if you have a problem you want help with uh, how to fix your car, or you have a sign a contract for your apartment, or you have a problem with insurance, these kind of things you will find somebody who knows somebody else from USA, and they are very uh, helpful, and they are very well uh, willing to help us. And additionally, I have to say that uh, the meaning of the American culture, because for us is new, for me it was new, because we have this kind of idea about what is American culture from the movies. And in the movies, you see a lot of violence, a lot of guns. But when you come here and you see the uh, volunteer culture, Mm -hmm. it's uh, amazing and you want to be part of there, uh, part of the American culture, and you want to start uh, putting your stone there, your brick there, and build something bigger. And I did. the most uh, important thing is then when you realize about this American culture, 
you start contributing in different way. If I have, for example, somebody who says, Sandra, I have a problem with, uh, I don't know, Excel. I'm in my research, I'm having problems. Um, I know other international who is statistics uh, has kind of experience and I will call him and I will make the match and they will help each other. Mm -hmm. That's basically how it works. And do you match based on nationality or, or or language, or is it specialty, like you mentioned Excel? You know, it's interesting because we don't see the, the internet, I mean, we don't see the countries of the language background. The truth is we see more the person in Saleva, for example, Livia says, um, I don't know, fashion designer, and you have a specific question related with that because fashion designers for these days, they know a lot of, uh, about marketing, and we know somebody from marketing, I will call her. The language is not a barrier. I think we have uh, this kind of uh, English, international English, and we, we can communicate between us yeah. sometimes easily than um, uh, the communication with Americans yeah. because we cannot recognize the forums, the sounds, but between us, sometimes it's easier because we made the same mistakes. <laughs> and you were mentioning something before we started. There's a code like with numbers, international folks. Can you tell me about how you would talk uh, and say 30 or 45 to an inter another international? Yeah, there are many details. For example, we know, I know some details. For example, I know the Arabic um, speakers, they don't, they have problems with the uh, P's because in the alphabet they don't have it. And if some word with the P, uh, we will emphasize that. And if he repeated me the word with the P, making more emphasis, I, I know what is he saying. Uh, the Italian, I know they don't have a, the H sound. Uh, and I can recognize when they say something, but in American, you don't know that details, those details. <laughs> with the numbers, it's the same, because the, you pronounce the 13, 14. But for us, we know that when American pronounce 13, 14, what is he saying? One three, one four, or three zero? We don't know. That's why when we speak, we say uh, 13, one three, or 40, uh, for, because we cannot listen the last part. Many details, like uh, uh, Portuguese, I know it's a tendency, no everybody, but it's a tendency to uh, put kind of vowels at the end because every word ends with vowels, and they pronounce, I know that, what, is, what are they saying? <laughs> Do you find more, uh, just sort of closer, uh, easier bonds with international uh, folks like yourself, or is it just the same between uh, folks from China as it is for folks from the United States for you to kind of connect with? Well, um, for us in Brazil, um, Everybody study English, but in private school is good. Private, private school to learn English, and but when you study English in Brazil, is totally different when you are arrived here, because when the people start speak, sometimes I don't understand nothing. <laughs> I need pay attention a lot and stop sometimes my breath. What do what people say? And understanding English is more, is easy. But speaking English is 
hard, it's difficult. And the other problem is the stress, the accent. Because when I, uh, when I met uh, Joy the first time, and she <laughs> starts speaking English, I don't understand nothing. But now, because I'm, I met Joy more times and listened more, I understand better. Because uh, the vo uh, her voice for me is comfortable, and I remember and I know the stress, the accent yeah. when Joy speak. So um, it's a hard uh, challenge for us learning a new uh, language. And but it's good when you met um, Chinese people. Um, um, and you have strong. Colombia, yeah, Spanish people in general, because now my listen is much, much better. Now when I'm staying, for example, in the market, and some people pass for me and the other side, and the people are talking, I understand what the people is saying is better, but difficult. <laughs> I bet. And I'm wondering if, uh, Joy, for you, um, are there areas that are more difficult for you to be in and maybe uh, have trouble understanding what's going on culturally or with language? Like, uh, Livia mentions the market, and I know there's like a hustle and a bustle and everything's going fast and everyone, you know, chat, chat, chat in the market. Sometimes in a classroom, too, the professor can, you know, just really talk fast. Um, but in other places, you can sit down, places like here, and you can sit down with Livia and talk. And you sometimes repeat things, and it's a little bit easier maybe here to communicate with folks. Have you found places in East Lansing and on campus that are more difficult and more easier? And can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, for me, we, I just met a problem that because uh, we are not familiar with English. Yeah, um, at the first um, few months when I come here in America, I asked my um, husband to make an arrangement for my physician ch mm -hmm. check. To, um, but when I come to, to see the doctor, I totally understand what does he said. Because there are a lot of words I'm not familiar with. They are very, um, how to say, physical, physical words. And there's a lot of jargon. They're, yeah. They're using their professional language yeah. and yeah. saying words. That in fact, I don't even know what they're talking about half the time. So, so they, they ask me a, a few questions. If their questions are easy, are common, I can understand. But if their questions are related to some disease, I totally understand. So I just asked her, please help me find a translation for me. But so he find, she found a translation for me, so the problem solved. But um, I just uh, told them um, upstairs, I met, I um, went through a very tough three days before because I think I might lose my insurance. Mm -hmm. So that's why I, I might lose I, my insurance because 
and we got an email from the human resources. But we are strange here, we are new here, we don't understand why they need us to do this. So we think this is just a garbage email. So we didn't take it seriously. And we met confused about um, November and December. We think, oh, November is December, December is November. They look so much familiar to me. So we, oh, we just miss it. And I, the human resources told us, you will lose your insurance lady. Yeah. I said, oh, no, how can I fix it? They just explained to me, to us, but we cannot understand. So mm, we spent about three days to fix these problems, but okay, now it's okay. So this is the situation I faced because I'm, we are not familiar with English, with everything, with the insurance, so I may lose my insurance. So um, I don't know if it's native here, they will not, never face this situation, but for us, it's a problem. I can't imagine, and because of your situation being um, a, a native speaker in another language and being new to this yes. area, it compounds the problem and makes it worse because I, I know my colleague who I work with mm -hmm. right now had similar problems. She has uh, lived in Michigan her entire life, She's worked at Michigan State mm -hmm. for eight years. You know, she had some insurance problems, and she still had some trouble, but yeah. she could navigate because she knew a lot of people, she knew the air, you know, she knew a lot of stuff. And so who who helps you with stuff like that? Where do you go to? Mm. Like the, this time, we just, uh, uh, at the first time, we email, we phone, but it cannot solve all, all the questions because we don't we are not sure what does he said or she said we are not sure the real meaning of this email so um we just uh, come to see the person just in person speak one by one with the manager of the human resources we told her we are not good at english please explain to us very easily and we write every questions we want to ask her and he, she explains so much um, in detail and very slow. Because for us, um, we we better know too, too much native speaker, native America. So we got our friends that didn't know it before. So we are all in the same position, sometimes like in the desperate position with other help, without other help, we just go there. Spend, we spend our time, we ask very in detail, they speak so slowly. I think American people, they are, they are smart because they know what the problem we have. So they just explain to us very slowly and very in detail, so we fix it. Yeah, and it's so it sounds like sometimes on the phone it doesn't work so yeah, well. You so go there in person. <laughs> just in person, fast yeah. to fast. Mm -hmm. It's more easier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that's uh, good to know. And I want to uh, pass the mic to Livia, and I have a question about um, your first first few weeks here in the United States and how you built a network. Because what I just heard Joy say was. If you have a problem, sometimes you can find other folks here who are international who have maybe experienced the same problem 
and you can get some support from your colleagues here, maybe from China or other countries who have had, say, insurance problems. Um, Livia, in your um, experience, uh, I know Sandra, it, it took Sandra one week to find this place. Mm-hmm. How long did it take you to find this friendship house or your network or build some friend base that could support you for these types of things? What, how long did it take you and what was your first experience here like? Mm-hmm. Um, I arrived here. I've been here just four months. And I I know about friendship. Um, before I came here, before I, I arrived here in the United States, and uh, I started here just one month when I are before I, after sorry after I arrived here, and for me, um, he was um. A best a best place is a best place for me here in friendship house because help me a lot no just speak English just um, n- new new uh, new met new people mm-hmm. but I I'm totally I don't know the word in English but I'm clean I like uh, speak about me. Mm-hmm. Understand me? Mm-hmm. And he, I can open my heart. Yeah. Because sometimes it's, for me, it's too difficult to live um, alone during the day because my husband is studying um, in the MSU. He's a PhD student. And I spend my day, my, my kids is, are in the school, and I'm not alone. But when I came to Friendship House, it's my best moment of the day because I can speak English, I can meet new people, people, and I can open my heart. Because when you arrived in the other country, totally is new. Mm-hmm. People, language, culture, house. Here I don't work. In Brazil, I work it. It's difficult, but if you have um, a support, and here I have a support. People support me and help me. And I'm thankful for God because I know about friendship house recently 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 when i arrived here and i spent my best days in united states here yeah. <laughs> that's good to hear now you have children two mm-hmm. two children two, two children, children. Mm-hmm. and are they in school yeah so when they're at school that's when you come here yeah exactly uh, mm-hmm. yeah otherwise you might get bored yeah. At home. Yeah. Nothing to do. <laughs> no. When I when I don't came here, I'm staying my ho- in my house just organized some things because it's necessary to yeah. <laughs> clean my house, cooking, and my son um is uh, younger. He's studying 
but just during the morning, uh, his class finished um, 12 o'clock. Mm -hmm. And my daughter is older. She's studying in the kindergarten and finished almost 4 p.m. Mm -hmm. So I have this time to me. Yeah. <laughs> and to my house, too. <laughs> yeah. Do the children here at Friendship House, between the uh, folks that visit this place, do the children congregate? Like, do, do your children know Joy's children, and do, do the kids know each other? Not yet. Not yet? Yeah, not yet. Yeah. Not yet. yeah. Uh, they will meet with, uh, with each other, because sometimes the Friendship House, this, this, this place, they will hold a little party, for example, in the recent, uh, we will host a party, a Christmas yeah. event party. They will, um, we will bring our kids here, and they will get to know each other and to get presents. And the friendship come from here, and then we can make a play date sometimes to play with each other. Yes. Yeah, that's very cool. <laughs> Very cool to hear. Um, all right, I'm going to get uh, Laura in here. I know we're starting to run out of time, and I want to hear uh, your perspective, Laura. Uh, I, I think you're kind of new to the Friendship House. Um, so how did you find this place, and what's your background? Like, why did you get here? Do you have a background in uh, international studies, or uh, are you international yourself? Uh, or how did you end up here, and what's your experience been like? Well, it's interesting. So I, uh, my first degree was in German with a minor in Spanish. So my, I thought I would be a language teacher in high school. But uh, when I got married, I had children right away. And we ended up actually having six biological children and one adopted. And I homeschooled. So I did keep a little active with my foreign languages teaching at the community college or for homeschool students. But when my kids all finally graduated from homeschool, I uh, went back to school at MSU and got a degree in TESOL, and I just graduated in May with that. Well, through a colleague uh, in the English Language Center, I was asked to be on the board of CVIP, Community Volunteers for International Programs, which is an organization um, loosely affiliated with MSU with the Office of International studies and they provide many services for international students. Um, we have a lending center for students who aren't going to be here for very long if they need pots and pans or lamps um, or other household items. We have a tutoring program, we have a scholarship program, and we have other programs that help uh, integrate international students into American culture and also to integrate Americans into uh, the international student experience. Uh, one of the services that we provide is called International Spouse Connection. And this, I was asked to um, take over facilitating International Spouse Connection uh, this year. So I am very new to ISC, um, and ISC meets at Friendship House. So that's how I got connected with Friendship House. Um, so the what we do here in the International Spouse Connection is just provide a place for spouses of students to come and make friends, to learn English, to learn American culture, to learn how to cook from other um, people in other lands, to go on field trips. It's just something for them to do because 
as uh, Livia was saying, and and uh, Joy as well, I know has a degree. Um, many of these spouses have high are highly educated. They have careers back in their home country. They accompany their spouse to the U.S. so that they can pursue higher education, and then the the wife or husband is um, left with not much to do, and it can be very uh, discouraging, very depressing, and very isolating. So by offering this program, we connect these people to one another, and they often make friendships, and then they are doing things outside of our own time um, here. We meet once a week on Wednesdays for about an hour and a half. Um, we've taken several field trips this year, one to the apple orchard, one to Horrocks. We've um, done a Thanksgiving dinner together. And then the other days we just play games or we um, learn idioms or whatever it might be. Uh, but it's just a wonderful way for spouses and not always wives. We have a couple of husbands, and we actually even have one brother um, who's not actually a spouse, but we love having him here as well, um, so that they can be here and um, use their time in the U.S., constructively and go hopefully go home with added English ability, added knowledge, added cultural experience that um, they will treasure hopefully for their rest of their life. All right, cool. We're, we're winding down and we have uh, talked for 26 minutes in English. And before I end the podcast, I'm just going to ask you what your favorite thing is about East Lansing and Michigan State. And you can answer in your native tongue. We'll make it short because we're running out of time. But Joy, I'll start with you. Oh, it's Luing. Luing. Can you guess what it is? Luing. No. Camping. <laughs> camping. camping. Yeah, camping in summer. Uh, very like uh, the the lake be the lake behind um, around the the Michigan. They are beautiful lake side, and every weekend we go out for camping. We lived in a tent with my babe, my boy. See, he really liked camping. We go to camping even um, the the weather is not so good. No, not right now. It's not. Even the weather is not so good. We go out. Because we are really into it. In China, we don't have so much beautiful place, beautiful park to camp. So when we first come here, they told me, you can go camping. So wow, <laughs> let's do it, let's do it. So when we first month we come to America, we are not familiar with everything, but we go after for camping. Luing. Yeah. Luing. 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 Uh, Sandra? You are from Puerto Rico, right? No, I'm no. from Colombia. You're from Colombia. Why yes. did I write down Puerto Rico? Here? Because I arrived here from there because uh, I got a scholarship there and I studied there and then I had the opportunity. My first um, uh, idea about uh, American cultures came from there. Okay. Yeah, that was uh, for me very interesting to come here. So what was your fa favorite first thing and you can speak in your native tongue remember we're running uh, out this is your only chance always <laughs> uh, in my t my language or just in yes yeah? yes oh, yes good <laughs> <laughs> I well, would like that I have to say the most valuable resource in is Lansing is uh, la gente 
la gente is uh, the people. Ah. Yes. Very cool. All right, Livia. Uh, you're from Brazil, right? Yeah. And speak Portuguese. Yeah, I speak Portuguese. Your favorite thing about East Lansing and MSU in Portuguese? In Portuguese? Oh, Asia or just the place? Your your choice. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I, I like it. Uh, live here because it's a uh, cidade pequena. Cidade pequena. Yes, it's a small city. Small city. Yeah, cidade city. Cidade. City. Yeah. Uh -huh. City. Uh huh. And pequena, small. Pequena in Spanish is pequena. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Pequena. Yeah. Uh huh. Yes. Because in Brazil, I live in a big city, mm. in the capital, Brasilia. The city is Brasilia. And in Brasilia, it's impossible my, my kids and my dogs, because I have two dogs, playing outside alone, for example, because it's too dangerous. And there are many cars in the street and the people there don't have a, a care with kids the same here here is totally different when i noticed it when i drive there are some um signs yeah and take care drive like your kids play here live here it's interesting and the cars stop it before the kids when I saw the kids, I stopped or put my car for the other side of the street. It's wonderful for us for parents and for kids too. For me, the best thing here in East Lens is because it's a cidade pequena. <laughs> cidade pequena. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll have to re-listen to this episode to remind me of those two words. I'm slow learner. Slow learn. <laughs> but I really appreciate your time. Livia, Sandra, Joy, Laura, it's really been my pleasure and my privilege to get to know you and meet you. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, it's just been great. I hope everyone listening uh, enjoyed it as much as I did. This has been another edition of the Work Life Podcast. Mm -hmm.